You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Friday. Bill Writer with you. Thank you for being here. We got Buy or Sell coming up in about 15 or 20 minutes. We got Bum of the Week at the end of the show. But right now, we've got one of my favorite people in the business on the line is the host of You Better You Bet. He's Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Nick Costos. Remember, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. It's easy. Search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts. Costos, what's up, buddy? Good morning. What's going on, brother? Uh, Ahead of the best sports weekend of the year, divisional weekend in the NFL. Let's get it. All right, let me ask you a non-gambling question. I'll take it to a gambling point if you if you want. We had this 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 talk earlier in the show, and I'm curious your take. Just from a who will win the game perspective, if you had to take the Jags, you had to take the Giants, or you had to take the Cowboys. One team, because I'm not going to put Bengals in this mix, to pull a legitimate upset this weekend, who would you go with? Oh, well, I think Dallas is going to win. So I, I, I would say the Cowboys. Um, I would think the least likely team is the Jaguars. And that's not because I think like like the Giants are like better than Jacksonville or anything like that. Just that, and when we have a conversation about the game, Bill, I, I definitely think that there is some legitimate concern about Jalen Hurts' health, and I think the point spread kind of like kind of tells us that. So I think Jacksonville is the least likely. The Giants would be in the middle, and Dallas I think is going to win. So I think Dallas is the most likely team to win. So let's get into that game against the Niners, against Young Brock Purdy. What are the different ways you're attacking this game in terms of the bets you have and the bets you're contemplating? Yeah, so I would say from a point spread, let's start with the point spread. Um, As of right now at BetMGM, this number is sitting at four, San Francisco minus four. The number is totally fine. It should be three and a half or four. I think either one is cool. Um, There were points yesterday where this went up to four and a half, and immediately there was buyback on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, plus four and a half. So if anyone sees that, even if you like San Francisco in the game and you want to like make a good mathematical bet, I, I don't think Dallas plus four and a half is a bet that will exist by the time the game starts. I think it closes less than that. Four would be my guess as to where it closes. So my opinion, this is not like I have a point spread edge or anything like that. My opinion is I think Dallas is going to win the game. Uh, these are actually, I think, the two best teams left in the NFC. Now, Philly could still like win the conference and get to the Super Bowl because they have home field advantage, obviously, and have the easiest matchup this weekend. But I think these are the two best teams. And I think Dallas is actually, like, when it plays at the height of its powers, I think Dallas is the best team in the conference. If Gak is going to play like he did last uh, Monday against the Buccaneers, I think Dallas just wins this game. And the way I think Dallas is going to win this game is by scoring a lot. Uh, I love the over in this game also. The over is my favorite bet of the entire weekend. Over 46 in this game with Dallas and San Francisco. I think this will definitely close at least 47. So I would say for anyone out there that agrees with me, I would not wait until game time to bet this on Sunday afternoon. I think this will go up as we move closer to the game. San Francisco's defense is great. Nick Bosa is going to win defensive player of the year. Also, the secondary stinks. And they're giving up yards in bunches. Week 17, Jared Stidham making his first career start, tore the Niners up. That game went to overtime. San Francisco won 37-34. David Blau for Arizona and the Cardinals' third stringers moved it against San Francisco a little bit in week 18. Seattle was driving to take the lead with five minutes to go in the third quarter on Saturday. Geno Smith played well. DK Metcalf had a huge game. Like, what do we think Dallas is going to do with Dak? Gallup's healthy, CD, obviously, Dalton Schultz. I think Dallas is going to score in this game. I also think San Francisco is going to score as well. It's a defense-proof offense with the run-after-the-catch wizards that the Niners employ. So over in this game, absolutely love it. 
I like the Cowboys to cover the spread. And at BetMGM, Bill, uh, they will dare dealing a market. What will be the highest scoring game of the weekend? This has the longest odds, Dallas and San Francisco. I think it's worth a bet. It's about plus 425. Uh, I think this has shootout potential on Sunday in the Bay Area. Nick Costos here on the program. Nick, I'm assuming a lot of this too for you. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is you just you're doubting that Brock Purdy is going to be able to continue th- this level of um, whatever it's been? Do, do you will you put real money on player props on an individual because you think they're going to revert? You know, for better or worse, to something that maybe they haven't been over the stretch of time that we've seen them of, of late. Yeah, I think it really, like, it matters more for me, like, what the matchup is going to be because, like, the, the, the numbers are going to be, like, pretty good for the most part. There are some instances where I'll say, like, hey, I think a number's off by, like, 10 yards maybe with a receiver in a particular matchup here. But, like, for this game, I'll be more targeting guys like Gallup, who, like, looked really healthy to me on Monday night against the Buccaneers and, like, hadn't really been healthy down the stretch of the season, hadn't looked great all season coming up uh, and torn ACL the year before, where, like, he's going to be their deep threat in this game. And I get that T.Y. Hilton's also going to get some deep shots here. Like, I think Gallup can absolutely have a big game. I think C.D. Lamb can have a big game. San Francisco is a little tougher just because they've got so many mouths to feed. Like, sure, like, Debo could have 200 total yards in the game. Also, like, Brandon Ayuk could have a big game. McCaffrey's going to get a ton of touches. Elijah Mitchell gets touches. San Francisco is a little tougher to predict. I think that we can feel pretty good about the Dallas pass catchers, the primary pass catchers, Schultz, Gallup, Lamb, all having good games coming up on Sunday. Maybe Brock Purdy has a good game. I do like the over. I do think they'll score, but I like Dallas a little bit more. Nick Costos here on the show. Nick, you are obviously the expert and expert. You are great at this. You're looking for edges. You're talking about lines that shift by half a point here or there. I mean, you're playing this at a really high level. A bunch of my buddies who have casually gotten into gambling in the last six or seven months, right? who bet on NFL games but are very casual about it, I'm surprised by how many of them want to bet Chiefs games because they like watching Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's, I, I had a buddy swing by my house the other day, asked me what he should bet on the Chiefs game because he wanted to just watch the game. So with that sort of very casual gambling fan in mind, is there are there a couple bets on, on Jags Chiefs, for people that just want to put their money on that game, that you like, that you've looked at, that you feel good about? Yeah, um, and this will be great for like those casual bettors. Um, there's like a subset of bets that I will refer to as hashtag bet square. Don't care. Cause yeah, <laughs> maybe a really square bet, but I also think it's going to win. Um, I like Kansas city in the game. Uh, I don't love Kansas city in the game, but like you maybe take, take a side. I'll bet the chiefs. I do think the chiefs are going to win. So just like quick point spread conversation. And then we'll get to like the real square bet in this game. So these two teams played bill back on November 13th at Arrowhead, Kansas city closed to 10 point favorite. They won the game by 10, 27, 17, got up big, kind of took the foot off the accelerator, like statistically dominated the box score in that game against Jacksonville. Now the Jaguars since then are seven and one, obviously deserve an upgrade, right? And that's how we get to this point spread more than seven, less than 10, where I think that if it were ever seven, people would want to bet the Chiefs, including me. And if it ever got up to 10, people would want to bet Jacksonville, including me. So the point spread is fine. Just that like, I would prefer Kansas city in the game. I think the Chiefs are a lot better than the Jaguars. No disrespect to Jacksonville. Kansas City's just better. Um, these real square bets that I love in this game is the over, which is great because people can just watch and root for Patrick Mahomes to throw as many touchdowns as possible. Every single time, Bill, Jacksonville's defense has to step up in class. They give up tons of points. And then, like, Trevor Lawrence can, like, do what he does on the other side and either win the game or cover the spread, right, and keep the game close. But, like, they get trucked by good offenses. 
Like the one thing I think we can feel supremely confident about in this game is that Kansas City is going to score. And also probably that Kansas City is going to be winning at halftime because that's been the profile of this Jacksonville team basically the entire season. But then you get Trevor Lawrence in catch-up mode, and he's electric in these spots. We saw it last week against the Chargers. We saw it against the Dallas Cowboys, against the Ravens, against the Raiders, against the Titans in the first matchup. Numerous games this year where Lawrence gets down, and then all of a sudden he turns into, you know, like Peyton Manning. He's, like, he's unbelievable, obviously, right? So I think we can definitely get this game over the total, over the 53. Let's just make sure that come kickoff tomorrow, like the weather is going to be okay in the game. So maybe watch out for that and don't bet the game until tomorrow once we get like a full weather forecast. Nick Costas is on the show. Nick, I should know this because we're friends, so forgive me if I'm wrong. You're, you're a Giants fan, right? That's right. A big Giants fan. Uh, yeah, I have, I would say, as a sports fan, the top 10 losses of my sports fandom, probably like eight or nine of them are Giants losses, and I've cried like no fewer than like four or five of those losses after All right. the game. So, yes. How do you, or do you, like how do you, as a gambling expert, or someone who's really good at this and looks at this in a very smart, very, very informed way, how do you try or just give in to not trying to separate your love and emotion and anger and angst and all the visceral stuff of being a fan from, man, how should I play Giants-Eagles this weekend? Well, it, it's been really easy the last however many years because I've been rooting against the Giants because I thought the general manager was a clown and the coach is a clown. <laughs> so yeah. like rooting against them and betting against them was actually great. And I, I said for years, I think I'm the biggest Giants fan ever because I am the only Giants fan that will root for the team to lose when I feel like it's for the good of the franchise. So, like, Joe Judge embarrassing himself down the stretch last year led to Brian Dable, and they ain't in the playoffs without that happening this year. So, like, I, that's how good a Giants fan I think I am. So, you know, it's a great question, Bill. I've talked about this on You Better, You Bet a lot. I am, like, a massive sports fan. I have been my entire life. And, like, die hard with the teams that I love. I mentioned I've cried after a lot of these games. Knicks games, Giants games, Yankees games. So, like, that, I, it's kind of been lost for me a little bit, right, when you do this for a living. And I worked for NFL Radio at Sirius for a decade. I know a lot of people in the league. So you kind of lose that fan edge. So regular season-wise, I have no problem betting against the Giants because whatever. Playoffs, like, I don't want to bet against them. Like, I, I want to watch this game on Saturday night and really enjoy it. So I am not going to have money on this game. But it is a really – I'll bet props. I'm not going to bet the side of the game. Um, it is a really interesting point spread here, Bill, and one that I think requires, like, a little bit of a nuanced discussion – and I, and kind of demands that the person that's going to place the bet, Bill, whether that's you or whether that's the listeners, like to have to answer this question. So these two teams played a couple months ago at MetLife, Giants home stadium. Philly closed a seven and a half point road favorite in that game. They won the game by 26. The result is immaterial. The, the bottom line is they closed seven and a half in that game. So now we get to the divisional rounds of the playoffs. Philly's at home. They are coming off a bye and it's a playoff game. So that's a lot baked in to make this a bigger home field advantage than normal. The number is seven and a half. It's the same number it was when they played on the road at MetLife Stadium. So this is one of two things. One, either like this is organic interest in the Giants, and like the Giants really are that good, and Gable's really that good of a coach, and familiarity between the teams with the third meeting, and maybe the Giants can keep it close. That's one. And two, is that there is legitimate pessimism amongst betters with influence that move the point spread as to the health status of Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. I think it's more likely to be option number two. And that I know that he's practiced in full all week. He also practiced in full before week 18 against the Giants B team. The Eagles barely won the game and Hurts protected himself the entire game and said after the game he wasn't healthy. 
So, like, I don't buy it just because he's practicing in full that he's really healthy. I think, Bill, the point spread in the game should be 10. And it's not. And I'm willing to be wrong here. To me, this is saying that Jalen Hurts is not fully healthy, which I think makes this a very dicey game to bet before it starts. Because if he's healthy, I think the Eagles win this game going away. But if he's not, the Giants can obviously absolutely win the football game. So it becomes a really interesting handicap. And I don't think we're going to know the answer to this question until the game starts tomorrow night. So I'm going to lay off the game, but people should just keep that in mind if they're going to bet this. Like, where do you stand on that question? What's the answer? I love it. Nick Costa's on the show. Nick, last one for you. Uh, Bengals at Bills. Bengals offensive line is is beat up, but Joe Burrow believes that anytime he steps on the field, they're going to win this thing. Where, um, where do you come down in the game? Uh, point spread is totally fine. Uh, I've heard people say all week, wow, like it's five and a half points with Joe Burrow. That's crazy. No, it's not. Uh, when these two teams played in week 17 um, in Cincinnati and the game was canceled, and thank God DeMar Hamlin's doing better, uh, Buffalo closed a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in that game. The implication is that Buffalo then was three-and-a-half or four points better on a neutral than Cincinnati. And now you flip home field, and Buffalo has an insane home field advantage. That's how we get into this range. Like, like the point spread is, is completely fine here. And for people that will say, well, Buffalo almost lost to Miami last week, Buffalo shot itself in the foot a thousand times in that game. And in between then and now, Cincinnati barely covered against the Anthony Brown Ravens sitting guys in week 18 and then should have lost last week for the Ravens. Like, let's be honest, they should have lost that game. If Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble on the goal line, the Ravens go up a touchdown, they probably win. And Cincinnati's out. Um, I will push back, Bill, against the assertion that people make that Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati are all, like, rated the same. Uh, I think Buffalo's the best of the bunch. So the point spread's fine. If I had to bet the game, I would bet Buffalo. But I think, like, we're enough in the range right now that, like, I don't think there's an edge. I think the Bills are going to win. Just one note on the total. It's sitting 48-and-a-half. It's been bet down a point-and-a-half from open at 50. There is potential inclement weather expected on Sunday in western New York, as one would might imagine, right, outdoors in, in Buffalo in January, um, with wind and snow potentially in the forecast. So if we get to Sunday and the wind is going to be really bad, this total is going to get bet down. If we get to Sunday and the weather is fine, it's the all clear, this total is going to be in the 50s. It's definitely going to get bet up. So just keep that in mind, people. Like, you want to bet the total of this game? You think it can be a shootout? Do not make that bet until Sunday, and we know what's going to happen with the weather in Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati. Nick Costos. Dude, you're so good at your job. Uh, Nick Costos is the host of You Better You Bet, an Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Remember, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Nick, as always, buddy, amazing having you on the show, pal. Thanks for thanks for the time. You got it, brother. Wishing you guys and all your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. By the way, what do you think it is? You think it's Hurts pessimism, or you you think the Giants are that good? Like, it could be that the Giants are just that good. I, I definitely... I definitely think it's probably the pessimism of that quarterback, but I do think that, no, I yeah, I think it's that Hurts is probably super banged up. And it's you guys right. are, you know, that whole house money, confidence, momentum thing, right? In combination, maybe. Yeah, I'm just, so yeah. this will be the last thing, because I think you probably have to go, but like, like the Giants, what they were able to do in the passing game last week against Minnesota, yes. like they are not going to be able to do in this game. Like, the Eagles have great boundary cornerbacks with Slay and Bradbury. Hodgins and Slayton are going to get shut down. Like, Richie James can kind of cook in the slot. But, like, the Giants are not going to be able to move the ball like they did against Minnesota on this Philly defense. Yeah, I think the real takeaway if you're a Giants fan for me is you have the right coach. You're actually building something. You're in good hands. 
that's like it's all it's like Jacksonville. You want to win the game, but thank God you've evolved to a, a, a football staff, coaching staff that know what the hell they're doing. Absolutely. And listen, you if you like underdogs, like the two coaches that you would want coaching underdogs of more than a touchdown are Peterson and Dable, two guys that coach to win and not not to lose. I think it's going to be a great weekend to game, Phil. Dude, I can't wait, man. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next week again, right? We'll just keep this rolling. Looking forward to it. All right, brother. Oh, we didn't get the, the Nick Costos wishing you and yours. Wait, I love that. Hold on, let me do it for him. Nick wishes all of us minimal sweats, winning bets, and the very best of luck. We actually did get it. We did get it before he asked you about uh, your giant. Did we? Jailer. Yeah, we I did. I just miss it? Yeah, we absolutely did. I'm good at my job. Nothing will ever change that fact. Dude, he's, how good is that? I know I say it all. I'm probably gets annoying. I probably gets old. But I'm just, dude is so good at his job. Aside from the high energy and the fact that I just like the guy on a personal level, he's really good at this. So, like, yeah. write this stuff down. It wins money. We worked at CBS Sports HQ together. He was there before he honestly was lucky enough to snag him. And, dude, this guy was always one of the smartest guys in the room, especially on the NFL. I mean, the guy is so good at his job. Um, I am sorry. I, I was selfish on this. I haven't asked you yet. How is your segment that the 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 pretty daddy um, developed by or sell? We're really going to lean into the Friday energy. It's simply a TGIF edition of Buy or Sell. Um, the goal is is um, is no Frogo? no what, whatever you're about to say. No, that's not it. I don't like TGIF as an expression. I can't help you there. I don't know why it's, you're the only one. It's Friday. You can't just like spend the time to say thank God it's Friday. We got to shorten it up. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, it, uh, okay. It's a thank God it's Friday, but abbreviated, but not the actual segment edition of Buy or Sell. It's headlines from sports and a take on each one next year on CBS Sports Radio. All right. The NFL playoff action that we just talked to Nick about continues, and we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5. You ready for this? and get 200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use my last name as the code. That's the code WRITER, R-E-I-T-E-R. Again, new customers can bet just $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code WRITER, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state. Where lawful to wager 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Board in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game option required. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Right than you here on CBS Sports Radio. Arizona by Kings Leon. Arizona, if you were on the if you were to get yourself on the road to the Super Bowl, you would end up in Arizona. But you're telling me that I need to start ranting and raving, right? I want to make sure we're on the same page with this. You specifically, I'm um, 
Andrew, welcome back. I was giving Tom good advice, professional, because we're friends, that he needs to go into Spike's office. Spike Eskin is our boss. He's the he's the he's the the big dog of, of the operation. And that D cell to Spike, and Spike is like a very nice, reasonable, smart guy, should just rant and rave that he, you know, demand borderline, um, that he D cell should have our company, Honesty, pay for him to come to the West Coast for a little host producer bonding time. Side goal, get him in and out burger. Right. Um Would you like to join in on this effort? No, this is a D cell. This isn't about Andrew. Right. I'll be there in spirit. I'll also be there with a camera recording this in exchange. I mean, Rand raves strong. I think you present respectfully, but then, then you're like, I just really want to go. I just want to be... Uh, just really drive home the point. Stomp your feet for effect. Slam, yeah. Should I slam a table? No, no, I mean, so you got a choice here. Choose your own adventure. Stomp your foot once or one fist to the desk. On his desk, on Spike's desk. Yes. But I don't necessarily have to knock anything off his desk. No, I don't open with that. You start, yeah. you know, you start soft, and then you, you know, you get to it, you say, listen, I, I work really hard on this show, and I deserve a trip to California to further my relationship with Bill to make the show even better than it already is. <laughs> and then can, as- I tweak, can I tweak it a little bit? I love all that, but I might make it sound like it's less about you. Just be like, I love Radio! Radio! <laughs> <laughs> so you, what you guys are saying as as I walk out and maybe maybe storm out's a better word. I don't need to slam his office door. No, no, no. It's a mixture of the intensity and the charm. Who who will be supplying the charm? You will have oh, to do that as well. Yeah, that's that's gonna take some effort. That's our first hurdle. Yeah, I lack <laughs> charm. No, no, man. You just have to unlock it. And maybe, I don't know, have a couple shots or something on the way in. See how that goes. That might be the only way that this gets done. Tequila Dami. (laughs) All right. Um, Hold on, let me try this. Want buy or sell? What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Can you hear the table when I pound it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of force there. Thank you. Something that I won't be doing in my boss's office. Okay. No matter how much you guys peer pressure me. All right, Bill, let's get right to it. Yesterday, the Ravens announced. Peer peer pressure is among peers, though. Okay. As I can tell, we are (laughs) definitely still all It doesn't even mean anything. I just, it felt funny. So. Bogus lab. Bogus won't even be in I can't look at either one of you. I'm gonna regroup Because you're, you're beyond us, is my point. Oh, is no, that is that what that point. meant? Okay. Yes. I'm gonna try and pick up the pieces here and start question number one I over. Hate myself, yeah. Yesterday, the Ravens announced that they had parted ways with offensive coordinator Greg Roman, and later in the afternoon, head coach John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta met the media, and they both said they want Lamar Jackson in Baltimore long term, and felt a deal could get done. Now, Harbaugh also went on to say Lamar will have input in the next OC who is hired. Buy yourself that after everything that happened with the Ravens yesterday, you feel better about Lamar Jackson staying put in Baltimore. Sell. This this um Sell. strikes me as weird desperation and counter to the approach they usually take in Baltimore. 
you guys see this differently? When I saw this, I I thought, man, they are they are worried he's going to go. I just he's don't like know pandering. why this is taking so long. Like, if Lamar has put it on the table that he no longer wants to be there, he clearly wasn't happy with Greg Roman, the OC. He didn't like the offense that was being run. He can't like the lack of wide receiving talent that they have. They traded Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Like, there's reasons why he is not happy. I just don't know if if Lamar has gotten to the point where he says, I don't want to be here anymore. It's not about the money. Then why isn't anyone saying that? Well, they're going to try to revert that. And I would imagine he's not the world's best communicator based on what we've seen. It's my kind of, it's a good point. Um, I just came up with an amazing idea. Can I, can I slip into buy or sell? Absolutely. When you guys were kids or with your kids, Andrew, did you guys ever do opposite day? Like, oh, today's opposite day. I mean, my kids say it in like a, oh, like a attempt to be cheeky, Got like it. oh, well, you know, can I have a snack? No. Well, it's opposite day, so it means I can like that. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> oh god. Of course. Um, I want to do an inverted Wednesday show. What if we do a show where, like, <laughs> Diesel like, just Diesel, quit? Diesel <laughs> does I've never take. seen a person <laughs> just fall apart physically <laughs> more than he just did. He just Diesel. lost all emotion, energy, <laughs> strength. It just left his body my in a nanosecond. Soul, my soul left my body. <laughs> he is just a Did bag of bones now. D-Cell, come back to your body. You're going to love this idea. D-Cell does most of the takes. I'll, like, read by or sell and, you know, just when you guys come to me. Or I'll do the update or something. And Bogish can... Answer by herself. I don't know. I would just like yep. mix the rules up. Uh, the boss is in my ear right now. This is not a good idea. Inverse Wednesday is not allowed. <laughs> you have uh, never. Bill Ryder pay- here <laughs> with an update on the sports, and there's some, there's some games. They'd rather send D Cell to California for a week than do Inverse uh, Wednesday. Celtics beat the Warriors in overtime. I watched it while I was drinking because I didn't have to do TV, so I opened the wine. Um, and CP3 sucks. I'm Bill. I'm Bill Ryder. <laughs> you guys have never nailed my reaction to anything more. That absolutely <laughs> broke me when he said that. I was broken. <laughs> so we're saying 50-50 on this. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the NFL here. Yesterday on FS1, Colin Coward reported that Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson has reached out to Sean Payton, wanting him to be Denver's next head coach. Remember, Bill, Payton has already completed the interview process with Denver. My question, buy or sell, Sean Payton should want to be the Broncos' next head coach. All right, so I really like Colin. I know him. Um, Great guy. He's obviously, his source is obviously Sean Payton. Like, not trying to be disrespectful to Colin, but come on. I mean, so why would Sean, so Sean could pass this on to drive up the price and pressure other people. So it's not a guarantee. So I will try to talk myself into Sean Payton wants the job, which is why he put it out there. But I think the opposite is true. I will sell. Sell. That Sean Payton should want that job. I still think, Andrew, were you here for this conversation? I can't remember. I still think the Texans are the best job for Sean Payton. I, I do. I think rebuild. I know they didn't get the top pick, but you have so much cap space. You have so many picks, and you can just create. If you have the, if he has the patience for it, that's the place that I would go. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm just guessing, but I feel like Sean Payton not going to want to sign up for Doofy Cal McNair to be his boss. Like that to me is the big hindrance in Houston. If you can 
get to a point where you think Fair. he's going to leave you alone and not be annoying, okay, great. But if you're not there, even if you love Nick Casario, I don't know how you sign up for that guy to, to work for that guy from all the stories we seem to hear about what he Fair. is or not as owner there. I actually think more and more that he's not going to coach anybody, that he's going to wait and see what's there next year. I think the Chargers' wow. job is the is the yeah. I I I think that's that's really interesting. That is certainly I think the that is the correct move. And plus, the, I don't know if he has the patience. You've pointed this out over and over again, and I'm really I wasn't on board in the beginning. But the more we talk about Sean Payton at nauseum, like the guy is basically Mike McCarthy. They almost have identical regular yeah. season and playoff records with one Super Bowl with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, why are we going crazy about Sean Payton when you know if Dallas were to fire Mike McCarthy after, say, a, a loss in San Francisco this weekend? Nobody is lining up to, to hire Mike McCarthy. So I, one of the GMs I talked to tried to talk me into the simulation, which was a weird turnabout. And the other gave me a long speech yesterday, his NBA GM, on the power of recency bias. And gave me examples of his own decision-making over the years he had, he had where he had made mistakes because of what had been the most recent thing. It was really interesting. It was all off the record, but it was super fascinating. And I think, like, with Mike McCarthy, the recency bias when he got hired had been, you know, like, it didn't work out in Green Bay. They didn't think it worked. It just didn't work out. And we're like, oh, that guy's a failure. The recency bias with Sean Payton is, I'm going to leave on my own terms. I just want a break. And so he gets to sort of ride off, sort of, into the sunset. I, I'm with you. I don't – I think Sean Payton could be great. I also think that's a. I think that's an open-ended question. I think it's, it's it's not a lock. I think it could be wildly his remarkable coaching excellence could be wildly overstated, largely because of Drew Brees. I don't think it, I don't think we know. If I had to pick a situation, if he had to take a job right now, I actually think the Colts are the best one. It's a division that's open. Wait, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. If you're going to point out that he wouldn't want to work. Cal McNair. Yeah, I, 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 un, I understand where you're going here, right? But I think there's a diff, maybe a different crazy involved between Jim Mercy and Cal McNair that Sean Payton would accept or put up with. And my guess is he knows Jim Mercy and knows what he's getting into. He doesn't know Cal McNair. Bob's son. The stories of him like sitting on the floor playing video games in their office. Like, there's all this weird stuff about about Cal McNair. I think Jim Mercy, while he's similar, is still a different beast and he'd be okay with that plus I mean I I thought the Colts were gonna could win the AFC this year with Matt Ryan so the rest of that roster is not bad and I think they have the fifth pick which is still in spot in 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 range for a, a quarterback so I think that's a job that he I think that's better than the Texans job I don't know man like aren't they I, I can't remember aren't they in somewhat cap hell the aren't they sort of I mean I guess the roster is more constructed than yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Cap Hell. I don't know either. Wow, the Colts? Who's your quarterback? A guy I draft. Well, two years from now, then you might as well go to the Texans and create your whole thing from scratch. Nah. No thanks. Nah. That's fair. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> we'll leave on that note. Nah. All right, let's get to some hoops here. In a rematch of last season's NBA Finals, the Celtics came on top last night, beating the Warriors in overtime. 121 to 118. Now, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins were all in the lineup for Golden State. Jason Tatum led all scorers last night with 34 points and added in 19 rebounds. 
Buy or sell that barring injury. The Celtics should be the favorites to win the NBA title this season. All right, so to win the NBA title, I'm going to sell. Here's why. Sell. I actually think last night's game proves my theory that the Warriors are the best team in the Western Conference. Because the Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and the Warriors on the road took them to, the, to you know all the way. But I think that the East is so good in a way the West is not that you cannot best team in the NBA Celtics. Sure, most likely team to win an NBA championship. No, because I think that if I think here's the thing, I think Philly can beat can beat them in the in a postseason matchup. I don't know that Philly can win all the games, all sixteen. Because of Doc Rivers. Same for the Nets, right? Couldn't you guys see the Nets beating somebody they shouldn't if Durant's healthy and then just Kyrie, excuse me, Kyrie Irving, flaming out, just like completely crashing and burning? Um, the I know the Bucks have been banged up. They haven't played great of late. Giannis has missed games. Chris Middleton, but still, when they're fully healthy, they're like the, the Warriors to me. They automatically become a contender. Who am I forgetting? I think Cleveland's, and I've said this a lot, I think they're absolutely and totally legit. Um... I don't. I think Chicago is probably going to be sellers at the market, but I think the Bulls are going to be, or excuse me, the Heat are going to be buyers. And if the Heat go out and get some stud, maybe they become again a team that. My point is, I just think the East is too tough to, to think the Celtics are the most likely team to come out of there. All right, Bill, you mentioned the Brooklyn Let's Nets. Let's end it there. Four games without Kevin Durant and make it four losses for those Nets, losing last night to the struggling Suns. And to make matters worse, Bill, Ben Simmons was ejected for arguing with the referee after playing just 18 minutes. Oh, by the way, Bill, Devin Booker and CP3, your favorite player in the NBA, did not play for Phoenix last night. Buy yourself that without Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets would be a bottom feeder in the NBA. Buy. Yes, absolutely. Buy. Bogus, buy or sell. No explanation required. Kyrie Irving's a bum. Bye. Bye. Come on. Come on. I mean, seriously. He's got nine points through three quarters last night. They're playing the Suns without Booker and CP3. Everybody else is beating them up the way they're constructed right now. And the Nets go down there, and they're down 20 through three quarters. Leave me alone. It is sometimes hard to be right about certain things. Like, like this is one. Is so? like, don't On this one. I just don't. When people argue with me now, I'm like, "Are you an idiot? This isn't the first time that we've tested this hypothesis on Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie, this happens every time every that time. Kyrie Irving's on a team. I, it I is don't get hard. It. Yeah, it's hard. Isolated. It's hard to be you. It really is. Walking down the street, but whispering, there goes the guy that's always right. Yeah, he's probably right again. Great. I don't want to even talk to him because he'll be right about something. Better than you. Whatever, man. Even tables fall on for free meals. Everything I love goes his my, way. I love my buddies who call me reader and then are, and then tell me how much they like the show. <laughs> you do? You like the show, huh? Yeah, reader, I do. Why would the show be called reader than you? You obviously don't listen to this. Fine, not to listen to the show. We can be friends. You don't have to like sports. It's the awkward, like, I got buddies who don't like sports but pretend they do. But the way that with me they pretend, it's like, hey, How's the radio show? I really like to take it on the on the ball on the on the football reader. I'm gonna disagree with that. It's not okay not to listen to the show. You should listen to the show. We'll make you like sports because we talk about it in a fun and interesting way. Or as Bogus said, we should. Well, I want to drop on this. Thanks for the sports talk. What, what did you give me last hour? What was it? 
I don't remember. What did I do? Uh, I think you pointed out that uh, in our 20 after the hour segment last hour that we uh, we didn't hit on too much sports. Yeah. You, uh, it, I, we were talking about the string theory of the universe. It was a joke. I, we get everything like the, on this show. Yeah, I like the judgy nature of the, and humor <laughs> that you bring to the show. I'm ready. I'm ready for the update when you are. I can't wait to. Oh, come all, on, I can't wait to best friends, all in the same room on Monday. <laughs> oh, I don't feel the... already. Uh, you got the stew flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. We connected. I know. See, part of the stew flu though is you have to tell us when you're going to feel better. Like he knows that in advance. Right. How many days are you going to be here next week, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> three. I'll be in there for three shows. You're going to be here for Wednesday too. Yeah, but then I'm. But after Wednesday, I'm straight out to an airplane. All right, so I'll probably be better by Wednesday. You think you could? Well, I'll be in Wednesday though. Yeah, that's it's two hours. You can make it through. Probably. (laughs) 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 My tummy hurts. I think inverted the inverted shows in May. I want to do an update now. I'd be so good at it. I can copy and paste my script to you right now if you want. Blue shirts. Play sometimes. (laughs) That'd be my. I'm Bill Ryder. All right. A bum of the week coming up here on uh, on the program, and nobody from the show is going to win it. We've got some great candidates. I'm excited. We'll get into it after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from my best friend, Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Uh, welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. This NFL postseason, every West of One NFL broadcast streams live for free all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwood1sports.com. Via Westwood One Station streams or, or simply by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. If this show were streamed, what an experience that would be for the listener, Tom. I think for two very different reasons, they would, on a daily basis, ask if we're both okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because I'm a goofball, I'm a weirdo. And like uh, like last segment, sometimes my soul leaves my body. Your soul left your body on the inverted. Sh- <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, we could certainly try it. Yeah. I wonder if I have to get permission to do the updates. Probably feels like something we should get. Sports, 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 and sports. I'm Bill Ryder. Sporty, sporty, sports. Sporty, sports. Um. I like the song too. Let's do um. Let's do bum of the week, pal. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum. I'm a bum. You're a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right, deep breath. With a lot of candidates, Cell. Let me know which ones I I miss. All right, yeah, Trey Young. I don't know if you saw the reporting out there. No, I had reported some of this on the show and, and, and on CBS Sports HQ that he was an issue. But real specifics came from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, including the fact that this guy chartered a private plane home instead of flying with his team last year after a playoff game, I believe, lost in Miami and didn't tell the team. Disney, the entire company, apparently. My wife was nominated for every film featuring parents who die early in the film. And then, like, the three examples, just terrible things happen to the parents. Okay, Tony Dungy was nominated by Bogus for good reason. Kyrie Irving, because, you know, Durant's not around. This is the time for you to carry the team. You just took shots at James Harden for not being all in the locker room. Remember that? Why don't you get all on the floor, man? Trey Lance, 
OIG, fingers crossed. You know what you're doing. Chargers, the whole organization, for blowing that, was it 27 point lead? Is that what we got? Man, Harbaugh, I don't want to say I did something wrong. And Aaron Rodgers. I'm all about winning those MVPs. What about Super Bowls? Shh. I love that Grant called him out. Who am I missing here? That's quite an extensive list there. I mean, we're, yeah. we're nearing double digits. That's a lot of people. I think we got all the major players for this week. Anybody? I'm just flipping through my notes for the week. Anybody else you want me to get in there? You know what? I do have one. Give it to me. Someone in this office. Not on this show. In this office. Before Ooh. I say the name, I'm going to tell you what they did very quickly. Okay. They heated up in our break room, in our microwave, they heated up seafood. Can't do that. You can't. Do, it smells throughout the whole building. Not I had a winner. Just our floor. I had a winner picked out, but now it's a co- close race. Can I guess who it is? Absolutely. Samter. No. You're getting warmer it? though. Stuart Kovacs. No, it's not. Heated up salmon in our break room microwave yesterday. Oh man, that is a workplace no-no. That should be a violation. It should actually be something you can report. Someone to to HR over. Should I lead with that when I go uh, talk to our boss, Spike? Yeah. Okay. I need to get away in part. I get to the West Coast in part to get away from the still lingering smell of salmon. Now we're on to something. Now I think I, I got some ground here to stand on. I only have a minute left to figure this out. I'm really torn. It's really. You tell Stu he almost won. You tell Stu he got saved mercifully, by the wasted talent, diva ridiculousness about himself and not the team, took an Eastern Conference Finals appearance and turned into a handful of dust through his own unwillingness to do the things that matter as a leader in the NBA. Trey Young, save Stu, and you're the bum of the week, bro. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. We gotta call him Fried Salmon Stew or something. I walked into That's the... That's terrible. I walked in. I was like, what is that smell? And then he, like, gleefully said it was his lunch, and I felt bad for saying that it smelled awful, so I didn't. No, you should. That's disgusting. That's against That's against the rules, man. That's against the rules. Everyone have a good weekend other than Stu. <laughs> even, the, even though I think I'm getting a beer with him Sunday night. Hopefully he doesn't bring reprocessed salmon. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We'll see you on Monday here on CBS Sports Radio.